This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month starting three months from initial enrollment. See uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Leicester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Oh, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Back of the net. It didn't happen in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reached the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. A modern day football miracle. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. Premier League champions 2016, the amazing Leicester City!
Die TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. All right, Chris. All right. How the devil are we all? It is the eve. It's probably the... Is it the biggest game in our history? Um, would winning this be as big as winning the Premier League or the FA Cup? I mean, to me, I suppose it kind of is. I mean, we've won everything that's left or we've won everything that can be won in uh, the UK uh, or England. We've won, um, obviously, the Premier League. We've won the League Cup numerous times. We've now finally got the Albatross off our back and we have won the FA Cup uh, Twice we've won the uh, English Super Cup forward slash Community Shield. So I guess it is, for me it is. I mean, what about you guys? Is it is this the biggest night, or is tomorrow night the biggest night in Leicester City's history? I mean, certainly for this season, it's the biggest night of the season. It's a season-defining defining night. Um, but would you, would you say... Of all time, or just this week? And how nervous are we? Yes. It is. I'm getting excited. <laughs> I'm getting excited. Am I? Am I? Um, yeah. Hi, Mike. By the way, sorry. Um, my bad. Good evening, mate. Big up to you. Yeah, I just left a message about a show towards the uh, on the last day of the season. See if you're up for it. Um, and massive game. It doesn't come any bigger. Um, we started out in the Europa League. We've ended up in the Conference League. Uh, not quite as bad as, uh, if we do get knocked out, not quite as bad as Celtic, of course, who managed to get knocked out of all three in one season. Uh, <laughs> only Celtic. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but apparently they're, they're a bigger team than us. How's it going, Mr Sutton? All right. <laughs> this is Leicester Till I Die TV. Thank you so much for watching. If you are watching, you can catch us Twitter and Facebook and obviously on YouTube. Uh, Leicester Till I Die TV. And if you, if you are watching on Leicester Till I Die TV, please give us a subscribe and ring that notification bell and like the video. And if you do get a chance to, please, please do share. It would be much appreciated. Uh, Brad was going to be joining me tonight to uh, to talk through this. I don't know where he is. He's probably falling asleep somewhere, hugging a, a picture of Chloe. You never know with Brad. But, oh, so it is the second leg semi-final of the Europa Conference League. How did we get here? This is how. Are you ready? I'm saying, are you ready?
it does get you. Well, we, uh, I mean, Brendan Rodgers, I believe he's something like the fifth highest paid manager in the league. Well, tomorrow, tomorrow he is going to have to prove it. He is going to have to earn his money. Um, it's not been the best of season. I get that. Um, you know, we've had injuries, 25 plus injuries, uh, nine of those of defenders. It has been a horrendous season. Um, it'd be interesting to see where we go from here because we've got to go out and obviously buy some players, but we haven't actually maybe got an awful lot of money. Uh, when you come to think of our owners, They've been uh, they've got a lot of money obviously tied up in, in in tourism, which obviously has been devastated just recently. So, you know, maybe we'll get some money for Yuri. I don't know if anybody else is going. We might do a, a, another show actually on on who's who who you you would let go at the end of the season. Um, Perez, I don't think we get anything for him. To be honest with you, um, beat beat. Beatbox beats. <laughs> Say that with your teeth in. Uh, hi, mate. You're going to come to a fortress in Rome. We at Rome wish you the best. A great club. Hey, mate. Thank you very much. All the way from Rome. I would love if I was going there, but unfortunately, I am unable to, uh, mainly because I'm broke. <laughs> but uh, look, I tell you what. I mean, if you follow me, I'm going to put my Twitter handle in the chat there, um, Beats. So, uh, at uh, if you want to follow me, and I'm doing a couple of shows tomorrow, um, and would love to maybe have a chat with you uh, on one of the shows if you are up for it. Anyway, that's tomorrow. That is tomorrow. Spurs. I mean, look at the team we put out for Spurs. I think we can say that Brendan is is going out for. Europe and quite rightly, let's be honest with you. We know if he, if he wasn't, there'd be something wrong. There really would, uh, because he is. Um, hey, my 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 partner in chief has arrived. Um, yeah, there'd be something wrong if he wasn't going for the for the European game. And the, the the Spurs one was kind of a bit of a free hit, really, wasn't it? Because we never really win against Spurs and. It, it wasn't a bad it wasn't a bad team that we put out we just we just can't we just can't beat 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 <laughs> beat um uh, a tottenham at the moment but uh, anyway that tottenham's behind us roma is in front of us when in rome Will we do what Rome does and park the bus, or will we actually go all out for it? It's going to be very interesting. Let's bring Brad in and see what he thinks. Brad, good evening, sir. Evening, mate. I, I must apologise. I've got it in my head that you asked for 7.30 and not 7, and I was, I'm a bit frantically sorting everything out around the house. So I will be on camera in a minute or two. Just, just bear with me. Um, yeah, that's fine. I, I I have been talking, as always, talking a load of rubbish for 15 minutes <laughs> to get to this point. But uh, no, mate, the, you, you carry on. Um, <laughs> Doug, good evening. How the devil are you, sir? Uh, when, did, um, when did Spurs last win a trophy? Hey. 
almost almost as long as before I was born. That's how long. Um, now, uh, Beat says here, um, we will be missing Mkhitaryan, who's so important. We look clueless without him on the weekend, so I'm less confident. I think you lost at the weekend, didn't you? Or did you draw? I don't think you won at all. Um, I don't have Twitter, but otherwise wouldn't mind coming on. If, if you've got Instagram, um, let me put my Instagram there for you. Whoops. That's an L at the start, by the way, not a hyphen thing. Um, we'd, be love to, we'd love to have you on at some point, mate. We'd love to have you on. Drew nil-nil at the weekend. <sighs> I wish we had done. <laughs> so, yeah. Brendan's got to get it right, hasn't he, Brad? Yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, the, there's no two ways about it. He 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 just has to. Um, it's just one of them, really. If he doesn't get it right, I think, unfortunately, despite despite everything that's happened this season, he'll um, come under some criticism by some fans. You know, there'll be. A lot of blame lamed probably at him, which is all part and parcel of being a manager, I guess. But yeah, yeah, I hope that's not the case to some degree. No, I mean, he's bound to, and you know, as if he puts in a bad or if the team put in a bad performance, or you know, he is going to take the criticism, but you have to sometimes take those blue tinted spectacles off, don't you, and look at it and go. What's he had to play with this season, you know? And we can see from the changes that he made for the Spurs game, although I, I still maintain it wasn't a bad team that went out there at the start, but you can see he's put in priorities into Europe, and that's what we've been calling for, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is, to be honest with you. It's something that we've wanted to see. It's something we probably never thought we'd see. And uh, it's just, again, it's a moment we kind of have to in enjoy. Um, you know, it's an occasion that, you know, even so much with the co with the actual conference league itself, it sounds like we, we may not get many chances to enjoy it at all. But it, it regardless, it's, it's, it's such an occasion. You know, this is a, a new tournament. It's first name on the trophy sort of thing that Leicester mm. can potentially have. It's, it's just something that we really just need to, you know, enjoy a lot more than 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 most other things we have. It, it, it's easy to enjoy once you've won it, though, isn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. I, I didn't realise, Brad, it was anyone, I don't know if it was you I said the, to the other day, uh, and I've, I've done so many shows, I forget who I speak to, but the Europa Conference League is... Um, only going to be run for three or four years or seasons. Yeah, which is absolutely ridiculous. I don't understand what is the absolute point. What's the point in it? What, what's the point in this contest, getting all the hype behind it and have all these clubs into it, you know, following more, you know, it actually was a, it, it was a great thing and it's still a great thing in my opinion, but I don't understand it. What? Why? If you want to make the Champions League your own Super League, you know, clap, 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 well done, you, you finally got your wish, you, your money-grabbing yeah. rats. But <laughs> it's not just England, it's 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 these Denmark, you know, it's the Danish leagues, all the other ones. Yeah. You know, they're all benefiting from this contest because they've got more qualifications for their um, 
you know, from their leagues. They, they're yes, getting indeed. more yeah. structural breakdowns. And I know that, obviously, like I said, it's also benefit, you know, it's also benefiting England, Spain and, 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 and Italy. And that they're yeah. obviously getting their customer extra two or three spaces. But it is benefiting these is, and I, I can't think of a better word, so I do apologise, but lesser leagues that don't yeah. get many qualifications. I mean, there's some leagues don't even get the benefit of a top two. Uh, you know, they get they get the first place goes through and that's it. And even though they have to go through qualifier rounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, I mean, like I say, two things. First of all, we're in this league. I don't think we should actually be in it because, we, we you know, we failed at the, um, you know, at, at the Europa League stage. So we shouldn't, to my mind, because I, I was very critical of Man United when they dropped out the uh, Champions League and then nearly won the Premier League. Against, uh, sorry, the, the Premier League, the Europa League against Villarreal. I said that was, you know, almost like being, um, uh, you know, given a prize for failing, if you like. So I can't be two faced and say I wasn't happy with Man United. Therefore, I think it's a good idea that Leicester are doing it. But that said, it is what it is, and, and, and we are in it. But I, you know, the champ, and I don't know, they would never do this because of the money. But the Champions League should be for champions. Well, that's how it originally started, wasn't it? You're talk, yeah. talking about success of certain clubs that I that you know, like he, the day who must not be named, won it when it was literally the Champions League stood by its name. And yeah, it seems like it seems like, and I think it's kind of funny in a way that UEFA have realised by panicking so much and being so desperate to get the big four big six teams from each of the bigger leagues, you know, by 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 extending that and going, oh, actually, no, we, we actually want Man City, Man United, Arsenal, Spurs in these competitions, so we'll make it four. And then when they realise that some of these are a bit naff, they've gone, oh, we'll have this Europa League competition that'll allow them to get in it. And then when they realise they couldn't get into it, they've expanded it again, and now they yeah. want to try and shut them off, and it's, it's kind of backfiring some, because now, like you said, the Champions League, hmm, I know we've only had one venture in it and we were the champions, so it's kind of maybe easy to say, but somebody yeah. asked me, you saying you wouldn't want to be in the Champions League if Leicester finished third? I was like, I'm not saying I wouldn't want to be in it, I just feel we're less deserving of being in it. Yes, because totally. it's, yeah. It goes against the grain of the name, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It does totally. And uh, All right, Niall, how the devil are you? Welcome along. Um then, um, <laughs> sorry, Mike, just laughing at your reply to Niall. I think Niall's stalking you here a little bit. <laughs> Joking, Niall. I mean, yes, I don't see why Wales, let's say, for example, or Scotland, their champions should not just go straight into the pot for the Champions League. And then if you're making the Europa League the next level, you know, for the, um, you know, there's no... It's, it, Chelsea and well done. They won the Champions League last season, but they weren't even champions. <laughs> when yeah. Liverpool last won it, they weren't champions. And uh, to me, it's just it's just a joke. And with the Europa Conference, they've kind of tagged it on. They couldn't decide what to name it, and they've they've just tagged it on totally, um, you know, onto the Europa League and called it the Europa Conference. It's not even sort of a a a. a, a thing in its own right don't get me wrong obviously i will not be saying that if we win it but you know what i'm saying and yeah. it's, it's it is all about money making and we've seen that they're trying to bring these rules in with the champions league but 
I, I think three competitions is fine because it does give it does give clubs like Leicester, West Ham, Wolves, Brighton, and all those, it gives them a chance to get into a European competition. Yeah, and again, UEFA ha actually probably had the chance to maybe kind of defend their decision with the Champions League and go, oh, yeah, but what we're saying is if you win the Europa League, you'll, you know, they could have turned around and made these prestige rule changes to favour mm. the, the big six and the top four in Spain and whatever and what else. Because it's not just England it affects it, it's expected yeah, yeah. wide and so on. They could have then turned around and gone, oh, no, we understand your concerns, but if you win the Europa League, then you'll get given the pass into Champions League regardless. Because, you know, like we're saying, like, 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 like what they're doing with the Conference League, if you win it, then seventh place will still get into the, sorry, mm. sixth place will still get into the Europa League. You know, it just means England will have another representative in the European competition. So it, yeah. if you kind of left that as it was and didn't say, Oh yeah, well we're doing this conference league, but when when the Champions League gets revamped, you lot can all sod off. Because yeah. I don't think they're realising with the way this competition's gone. You know, we said it when we reviewed the quarterfinal. Seven out of them eight teams are former Champions League clubs. Yeah. yeah. So you would lose a lot of these clubs, and I just think if they want to play devil's advocate or or pretend to be not as evil and money grabbing rats as they are. They should maybe lock off the Champions League the way you will want to, but still entice that idea that if you do well in your league, you're going to get some reward. Because like you said, Chris, you become a team like Brighton, Wolves and Leicester and, and, and your Tottenham's and Arsenal's and, and Man U's now, I'd include them in the bracket because they're on a rebuild. You're kind of giving them no incentive because you're going, well, unless our name's put into this hat of magic clubs that, that should never be touched and never out of the competition, what's yeah. the point? Of, what's the point in... In, in our club, bringing home a trophy for the fans to get told, oh, congratulations, you won the Europa League. Still not allowed in. No. Still no, not allowed I, in. I, league, I, mate. It's like, well, I'm 100% agreeing with you. I mean, and the incentive is to me, okay, so let's say Man City win it. So Man City would be then into the Champions League. And then second to fourth, so probably Liverpool, Chelsea, then Man United, Arsenal, Spurs, one of those, would be in the Europa League. But obviously, with the Europa League, if you win that, you get the extra place in the Champions League anyway. But yeah. why shouldn't why shouldn't the um, what Champions of Wales for Mike there? Why shouldn't they have a team in the uh, Champions League? Why shouldn't Denmark have their team? I mean, obviously, they can get there via qualification. But, I mean, Lotto Glimped, whatever they're called, they've played so many games to get to. They've played double what Rome would have done to get to the same position. And it's just, I mean, OK, so Lotto Glimp isn't probably quite as attractive as Manchester United to watch. But um, if they did enough in their league to do it, they're just that's the thing, that's the misconception people are making, Chris. Where we're all going, oh, these Bodo Glimps and these Wren side and, 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 and these Randers sides, they're not as glamorous as Man City. Well, they are in Denmark. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. They are as glamorous to watch in Norway. They are as glamorous to watch because that's what their fans go week in, week out. They're looking forward or dreading playing these teams because of how well they're doing. They're going, oh, God, this team's not only winning the league, but they're, 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 they're playing Europe and they're attracting stars. And, and I just think there needs to be sound like thousands, but there needs to be a balance, everything perfectly yeah. balanced, where maybe you cut out this dropping down if you're not good enough to stay in the competition. I, 
I don't like them more as much as you do, Chris. I, yeah. I'm, I'm thankful for it in a way because obviously we're still in Europe. Yeah, again, yeah, I, exactly, yeah. I almost feel like we're cheating our way to it. And I feel like, yeah. you know, if other clubs that have taken that approach have cheated their way to a final, it's not yeah. really fair on no clubs that, like you said, have had to not just get out of the group and go for it normally, but have maybe had to play four, five, six qualifiers before it to get to, get yeah. to the same stage. Um, but if you do that, keep the door open. Don't just, you know, don't just get your nose and do that to it when you revamp the Champions League and sod it all off. No, keep it there, even if it's just a false illusion. You're still giving these clubs and the fans the opinion that it's not completely locked off to them. Because if you lock off the Champions League, the Europa League is a Mickey Mouse Cup all of a sudden again. Nobody will care about the Europa League because it won't matter if, if Leicester won it eight times or, or, or four times or, or 20 times. They're never going to get that VIP Bruce Banner invite, are they? You know, you know they're going to get the Avengers I mean, invite. If, if we win it once, we'd then be in the Champions League. Well, yeah, but would, season. Would, they, would they not change that to stop that then? But then, but then when know. you look at the Europa League, so if, if Man City get into the Champions League just as champions, and then, uh, like I say, um, let's say, for example, Liverpool, Chelsea and Man United get into the Europa League, that is then giving the Europa League some kind of kudos because of the teams that are in it. Yeah, but then you look at the teams that are in it this year, and I know the circumstances over certain clubs, but you mentioned them. You've got there was Leon in there, there was yeah. West Ham still in there. There's Frankfurt who knocked out. Wait for it, Barcelona were in yeah. there. Celtic were in there. Spurs found a way out of all three competitions, but that's their natural norm. But again, <laughs> Celtic again were probably the same from the Scottish side of things. That's maybe why they don't want to include another side of it because they're sick of embarrassing themselves. Rangers are showing them how it's done. Fair play to Rangers, but again. It's not. It's the misconception that because a big glamorous side from our league isn't playing in it, it's not a big glamorous competition. Well, no. you know, like I said, the Marseilles are in our cup. Roma is in our cup. Yeah. Leon, West Ham, you know, Barcelona were knocked out, but we're in the cup. Do you remember They're the Euros level of quality? Yeah. Do you remember the Euros? Yes. Of course you do. Of course you do. Now, there's two things that I loved about the Euros. One was the fact that England got to the final, obviously. But all joking aside, North Macedonia. Oh. Be because you... No, 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 no. The fact that they were in there, the fact that yeah. they were in there gave countries like, you know, that, that sort of size the possibility. I don't agree with the way that they have the um, qualifications for the Euros or the World Cups is the fact that, you know, that's why I don't watch um, quali qualification games anymore because if England can't get out of those groups, we might as well pack up and go home. Because yeah. it is, it's that, I mean, how Italy failed to actually get through, God only knows, because again, it is weighted towards... Yeah. They, they've got if they've got if they've got five groups of five, let's say they should put twenty five balls in the bag and pull them out. And if England get Italy, which I can remember we got them, I think seventy eight or something like that. And it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. I, mean, I think we I think we got through, and they had to qualify, go on and then play do a playoff. And then Germany not so long ago, we, we know we knocked them out. It, that, that's how it should be. And then if yeah, another group okay. hasn't got a big one in, great, just enjoy it, yeah. guys. And yeah, I kind of feel like you. Know, I think all the seeding malarkey should be scrapped as well. I think, mm. right, because 
people say, oh, you can't have nation versus nation, you can't have this. Well, you know, despite what's going on in the world, that's getting scrapped as well because them, you know, Russia, that's just, let's say that, that country on its own is now no longer involved in sport at this moment in time. To take yeah. out the diplomatic side of it, why can't you take that approach to every single thing? Because you don't see the FA Cup. We don't see the League Cup. So why are we seeding the Champions League? You want to make the Champions League the big dom of big dom if things right. But in the group stages, Liverpool can't draw Man City. They can't draw anybody in that one. And in the their knockout stages, if they're in pot one, they won't draw a team in pot one. They'll draw a team in pot two and, and, and vice versa. And I just say exactly what you said. If you want to make the Champions League so prestige and make it so amazing, then why not just put them all, right? Anyway, and if you get Bayern Munich, Man City, Juventus uh, and Real Madrid in, in Group A, you should be clapping, your, you should be rubbing your hands at the prospect here, not going, ah, 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 now all the popular children over there and all the, and all the other non-sporting life over here, because we don't want you interfering with them, messing them up. Because it was no, really important. You, Brad, are a spring chicken. You, you, are, <laughs> you, are, you are not long out of nappies. But years ago, so whether you remember this or not, I don't know, but years ago when you had, would have the FA Cup draw, you'd have the first round draws, as, as like you do at the moment, or the third round, whatever it was, and you'd pull the balls out. So you'd have Team X playing Team Y, Team Z playing Team F. Blah, blah. But then it was a knockout and it went down on a grid style. So you could sit, mm. you could sit there, and you could plan. I mean, it very rarely worked out, but you could plan who you'd have to might or meet to get to the final. You know, like we did with the Euros the other, the other yeah. season, and yeah. and so it didn't matter. You know, tennis do it now, don't they? If you're in one half or the other half, you just play yeah, you whoever's you do to meet, and that's how it should be. Because if you want to win these competitions, you've got to. Or you should be beating the best teams. Yeah, but it's called the Champions League, not the let's let all the big boys bully the small boys. Because yeah. well, I know I know they didn't go far in any competition afterwards, but that Sharif side that beat Real Madrid in the group stages, and you look where Real Madrid yeah. are now. See, it didn't ultimately affect them. But you're basically looking at group stages, and, and anyone that plays games the where their clubs are in it, and they and they do the draws themselves, they all know this. They'll They'll probably get a first team and remember our Champions League draw, Chris. We probably looked at that group and went, Porto, nah, we should really beat Copenhagen and, and, and you know, we should really beat, I forgot the other team that's in now. That's really bad of me, yeah, isn't Copenhagen, it? Copenhagen, Porto and yeah. it was the Belgian side. Uh, Club Bruges. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, we started the campaign. We get so there between the pair of us. Between the two yeah. of us, we've got one. We've got one memory between us. <laughs> yeah, but you probably looked at a group, and outside of Porto, you probably thought, "Man, now even Leicester beat them two, the other two, so they'll get out of the group, whether they win it or not." And that's the misconception I don't like because you could start off going, "Oh, oh, you've Juventus finished fourth in their group, so they're in pot two. Oh, they're in the group with Liverpool, and then they go and get both glimpse and bloody." kind of Slovakia from yes. the Ukrainian league and you're like well they're never going to get knocked out of the Champions League because they've got yeah. two teams that no one's heard of you know and I, I didn't mean that sound as disrespectful it is but that's how biased these draws are and just like the qualifiers that's the comparison that we're making here they're just boring to watch apart from that one-off game 
Yes, no, I, I, I agree. Mike says there, even in dark, it's a fixed bracket. Uh, I mean, Mike, I've just got to say, because uh, yeah. I was messaging you about a show at the end of the season, and I was looking at your channel. You have had some great, great figures for the uh, is it Austrian darts that's been played or just finished. Six and a half thousand watching one. I mean, amazing, mate. You should be well yeah, proud of that. Fantastic figures on, on, on the three shows that I, I sort of saw. All, all in this sort of, I think, four, five, six thousand bracket. Well done, mate. That was that was excellent. And Brad makes the point here, and we're going to come on to the team in a second. He makes the point, as much as I agree with what you're saying, uh, I'm sure you'd cause chaos and there would be an ESL breakaway league. But, but I mean, somebody's got to stand up at some point to these clubs and say... Do you, do you want to do? Do you want to do a breakaway? Because your fans didn't want to do the breakaway last time you came up with the idea. They were protesting, mm. um, and if you want to risk doing that again, you've got to win the champ. You know, you've got to win and become first in the league to be in the Champions League. You can then get in the next seasons by winning the what would then be the Europa League. But, you know, it's kind of a level playing field. And just because you are, no disrespect, Mike, just because you are um, Man United, and I'm using that because that was the example in the paper, and you've had this uh, amazing coefficient figure, whatever it is, you shouldn't be included. I just, but like I say, you know, we know it's all about money. Uh, It's as corrupt as it ever was, UEFA and and, and FIFA, to be totally honest with you. Do do you know what gets me as well? There's such an easy way UEFA could be very sly about it and still do it. And it'd make millions for them. And they kind of already do it, but all they would need to do is, is do exactly what they're doing now, but expand it. And that is just to run a pre-season tournament. Run a pre-season tournament where you have group stage games in this country, quarterfinals in this country, and you go to these mainstay countries like America, Japan, where these fans go nuts for these big clubs, more probably even more so than, than their fans in their home country, right? Why don't you just use your noggin to UEFA, become the lesser of two evils and go, all right, we're not going to have a breakaway league that's going to take them out of the season. What we'll do is in the off-season, in your pre-season, your Man Cities, your Man United, your Tottenham's, your Arsenal's, your Juventus's, your Real Madrid's, your Barcelona's, your Bayern Munich's, you can all come and accept our invite to our pre-season World Club League and we'll play it there. And that way, guess what? You're not pissing fans off. No. You're broadening yourself. Then guess what? Guess because guess then what happens? People in England go, well, I can't watch Michael playing that. Ah, but for £12 a month or £15 a month, you can watch it on our Sky channel, which will broadcast it to you. Yes. It's a money-making scheme. It's the lesser of two evils, but it actually works out instead of pissing for well, you know what I've just England. thought, right? Based on what you've said, and I don't know whether they still do this in Rugby Union, but I remember one year Leicester came top and Leicester have got a very or had a very we were the Man United of the rugby union world. Uh, we've not been so much recently. Not but, this season, though, at the moment, may I just add? We're that. coming we're back, really aren't we? We're coming back. Yeah, Leicester back. Are back. Yeah. Uh, but I used to, and I'm not an, an avid I won't watch it on the telly, but I always used to look at it just to see how Leicester were doing. And it used to be the fact that if you won the Gallagher trophy, whatever it is. You didn't win it, 
you then had to playoff. go and have a playoff with second, third, and fourth to see who would actually get the trophy. So what you could do is, based on what you've said, Brad, is you could go and, uh, okay, let's say let's say Man City win it, as we say, and they'll get the trophy. They are Premier League champions. But what they could then do is have, like you say, the mini tournaments, because they do love going to these places abroad to spread the name about, don't they? So why not have yeah. that as a playoff to get into the Champions League and then the other three end up in the Europa League? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, really. I it. it just makes more sense and it doesn't disrupt the natural order of what fans love about football because if you say it's off-season, then it doesn't matter if there's a World Cup or Euros in between because you're still going to get a club-sized enough to yeah. showcase their best players. And, again, not only are people in America, people in Japan and, 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 and all these other countries getting to see live in action these clubs that they support from all over the globe, but you can broadcast it and we can still watch it as fans at home and, and maybe save a few couple of grand as well by doing it our way, that way. Yeah, Everybody yeah. gets happy and you wave for an, and the FA still get what they want whilst we retain the Man City's and Arsenal's in our league for, for a league season. Unfortunately, I think it could be a few seasons if we don't win it this season. <laughs> maybe we end up back in Europe. Brad, Let's let's well we're gonna have a look at the team. We've got we've got a game tomorrow. <laughs> I'd forgotten about it. We've we? got a game tomorrow. Have we? we have, we have. Super, I thought this was an anti-super league show. I was getting really into it. <laughs> it was going that way, wasn't it? You know. Yeah, but yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna play a jingle. It's about two minutes because I need to go and get a drink and uh, <laughs> I thought we'd started by now. So uh, have a break yourself and uh played it earlier. Just another quick reminder, this is how we got where we are. Are you ready? I'm saying, are you ready?
and welcome back after the break and you're on the million pound question <laughs> hey Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, sorry. Uh, no, I, I, it's a bit long, but he did allow me to get a drink and um, make room for the for this drink, if you know what I mean. So, um, hopefully, this is going to work. Um, he says, "Famous last words." Of course. Uh, let me just see if I can do that and that. And there we go. There we go. So basically, um, he went Brendan um, in the first leg. He went 4-3-3, but then against Spurs, according to the official website, lcfc.com, he went 3-5-2. So what, what do you think we should go for? Knowing Because, I mean, you know, we know what players are available. Thank God, and let's just say this, first of all, thank God that um, KDH and uh, James Madison are, are, are back fit. Maybe, maybe it was a blessing in disguise if they had a little injury. Yeah, maybe. I mean, again, Madison's was something that he's had a recurring issue with, which is just unfortunate. Some players do just have an injury that never goes away, no matter how well they're they're, they're treated for it. And yeah. KDH probably proved when he wasn't, he isn't an invincible machine as 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 maybe Brendan or some fans maybe were getting a feeling the way he was playing week in week out. Um, but yeah, I I, I expect a return to. To normal in terms of our shape um, tomorrow. Uh, I think Brendan's very much, and I hope it doesn't backfire, and I, I'm sure he's got a plan B in case Roma don't. He, his press conference suggests that they've been very much planning for Roma to play the same way as they did at King Power and play that counter-attacking uh, yeah. style, which is, which is quite common with, with Jose Mourinho. So, um, yeah, I can't imagine he would want to sit back, he'd want to maybe try and drag them out and, and, and get at them a bit to, to force them out and, and force the mistakes that we're going to have to force if we're to win the game. Yeah. I think the pressure is on... I mean, we, we, we saw this with Eindhoven, didn't we, when they got the nil-nil, but the pressure was on them at their place. And to be honest with you, they did it, first of all. They, they went ahead, but I think the pressure is going to be on Rome to come at us, which might leave you know the, the space space in behind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've almost got to make that base like a coliseum, haven't they? Yeah. You know, they've got to, you know, but again, it, it is, you, it's all, it all depends on what Leicester do, depends on if, they, if that home crowd becomes an advantage or a disadvantage, because we saw what happened to Villarreal, didn't we? But yeah. we didn't see it, but we were doing a prediction show, but you, you could, me, me and, um, me and Steve were informative, and I, I kind of had an ear on it, and he had an eye on it, and they were very yeah. loud when they were tuning along. Don't don't but ask, don't as, ask me what I had on it. Yeah, <laughs> well, as soon as soon as as soon as Liverpool scored in that game, despite the scoreline still reflecting two two one and it still being one goal in it, that crowd went silent, and then almost became very volatile near the end by all accounts. And if you can do that. You know, like you like you said against PSV, even if the worst case scenario happens and, and Leicester find themselves a goal down early, they they'll, they'll still have eighty odd minutes or eighty five minutes to to turn that around and correct it. And we've seen that Leicester are capable of, you know, being keeping themselves calm under that and and, and actually yeah. doing that in the end. So, you know, it'll be 
it'll be interesting to see how we approach. Obviously, we hope that we don't go one nil down early, but you can frustrate that crowd. And we've seen it as well. You know, when we've come, when our crowd's been expectant of a win at the King Power and the opposition come and not just frustrate Leicester, but it, it, they, they, they frustrate Leicester by the way they play and they, they actually look more creative side. And if Leicester can do that, and even better, get themselves in front in the tie, that place is that place becomes very negative yeah. by being very volatile and it's only going to play more and more into Leicester's hands because players make mistakes then. They get a bit agitated. They maybe go in a bit rash. Maybe get an early yellow card. Maybe they get sent off and something big happens. They make a mistake. It leads to a goal and all of a sudden, you know, Le- Leicester could use that to their advantage. They just have to play the occasion very well to do, to do that. And I believe we've got yeah. that ability to do that with us. Oh, I think I think we have. I think we have. So, what formation? Um, I, do you want to do this as in what you think Brendan will go for, or like we did last time? What we, we think he, you know, what we should be telling him. This is what you want to go for. Um, I think it's a bit of both, really. I think my yeah. opinions uh a bit what I want to see and how I. It's pretty much how I think Brendan will line up. I. I think maybe the only areas of question would be the wing backs because it depends on how he wants to approach that first half. But I've got a fair idea how he's going to line up for the majority of this team. I, I, I reckon think, I think we have, yeah. So, what formation are we going to go for? We're going to go for the 4 3 3 because, that's handy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because I don't, unfortunately, I don't see Brendan reverting to that too, um, like he did against Spurs. I think he'll go back to. To what's tied and tested or tried and yes. tested, whatever one you we, want we to say. We played that way against, against Roma in the first leg, so, you know, it wasn't yeah. uh, too bad. So, right, I'm, I'm not using the BBC, as you can see here, so I'm hoping we've got all the players available <laughs> that you're going to pick. Um, yeah. Right, so we're going to start with Casper, aren't we? I, I'm, I'm pretty much sure. Yeah, so Jakubovic in goal for this one, mate. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't joke about it. If uh, Schmeichel falls down the stairs and lands on top of Ward, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, well, if that's the case, he might have to call back the low knee because I think Jakubovic is injured. So if he does that and falls <laughs> on Ward, then he's screwing off Oh, dear. Bless him, Jakubovic. What a, what a servant he's been to the club. Yeah. <laughs> Who was that guy we got? You know, he, he, he came to the club, I think, just after we got promotion and hardly ever played. He was an Aussie, Aussie goalkeeper. Oh, God. He was a good goalkeeper, in fairness. You're not talking about what? Back in the O'Neill days? No, no. I was going to say, because that's Spider Callak. Yeah. Um, oh, and it was before... Um, Mark Schwarzer. Mark Schwarzer, that was it, yeah. And I think he played about one game, which should have been oh, one yeah. more than Ron 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 Zilla or whatever it was called. But there oh, we go. Ron Robert, yeah, Ron Robert Zilla. God. Yes. God. What? A, oh, we, yeah, had Ricardo, as well, didn't we? we had Ricardo, that Portuguese goalkeeper. That was oh. a mess of a goalkeeper. We've had some Chris Kirtland we got from. Uh, oh, yeah. From, God. Yeah. My God, we've had some goalkeeper. There you go. When you know anything like who ate all the pies, Kevin Pressman. Yeah, God, yeah, yes. Oh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do an all our yesterday show, aren't we? 
definitely. Okay, mate. So four across the back. Who yeah. are we going to go for for the left back position? I think he's got to go with Justin on the left back. I think he's got to go Justin. Um, you need to have a bit of pace coming out from the back. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's not much difference between what we've got off front of the back, but I pointed it out in my tactics, didn't I, against Tottenham. There's a bit of a trouble and an issue I have with Thomas um, in that yeah. middle area, and I think Justin just pre-flows. So, yeah, Justin for me is a left wing back. Okay. And uh, on the other side, I mean, for me, I've got to go um, Ricardo. You know, he, 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 he gets pops up with the odd goal, importantly, as well, doesn't he? Well, it's not unfortunate he pops up with him. But no. <laughs> he pops Imp up with goal. Importantly, sorry, I meant not yeah. unfortunate. Important goals, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I'd also wouldn't, be surprised or mind if Castagne started there because he can score a goal every now and then, can't he? he? Can, yeah. Um, but I think for this occasion, he will start with Pereira. Don't be yeah. surprised if Castagne comes on to manage the game, depending on the situation. But for a starting, I think he's going to go with Ricardo Pereira. I'm in, in agreement yeah. with you on that. I think I think I mean I think it was in that game he came off quite early, didn't he? With an eye, um, well, uh, he was caught in the um, yeah. first game. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're going for Ricardo, right? Not Vestergaard. We'll come to him in a minute, I'm sure. Um, yeah. He's been left in Leicester, mate. It's all right. <laughs> um, Castagna's there. You know, I said that all the players are in there. <laughs> How is it not? Oh God, I, I must have missed him. Surely, I must have missed him. Lutman, Perez, Nelson. I mean, we've got like all the uh, the youngsters in. This is ridiculous. Or Brighton, Thomas, Daka, Bertrand, Pierre. There we go. Yeah, there we are. go. There we go. I thought, you know what? I thought uh, I've got a decent one here. So, yeah, he can't let me down. Um, um, Ricardo Pereira's got a brilliant middle name, Barbosa. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's a quiz question for the next quiz. There you <laughs> go. There you go. Oh God, Scott! Scott's come out going all in all our yesterdays. Um, he's gone for Keller in goal, Chilwell on the left, Matty Elliott centre back. <laughs> Oh, and Danny Simpson, my God, my God, I don't know about that, mate. Um, I mean, when we're you know looking at this, the um, no, mate, well, the injuries we know the ones that are injured, indeed, the uh, who obviously is a big loss, and Ryan Bertrand, who's not, um, but, and obviously, we know Mendy can't play. Uh, apart from that, it's, it's a fully fit squad now. Don't, don't call me Mystic Meg, but. Are we by chance going for Mr. Evans and Mr. Fafana as our two centre backs? Right. So this is where Ryan Bertrand will nudge on Vestergaard, right? And we're going to play Jakubowicz at the back. Yes, mate. Of course, it's got to be Fafana and Evans. <laughs> Best and most experienced centre back pairing out there. And I'm sorry to silence you and Marty, but you've got to just have Evans and. Um, 
Don't Evans. you do? And isn't it great that we can actually swap centre backs? I know, right? It's just something that we've been ill affording this season. It's been a very rare commodity that Leicester have been able to afford this. So it's very yes. nice. Nice to see that we're able to put these in on a rotation and not on a uh, needs must basis. Exactly. Not that I'm these two on a needs must basis, but still the point yeah. stands. So we've got there. So James Justin, Johnny Evans, um, Wesley Fafana, and Ricardo Barbosa Pierre on the right. I think we should always call him that now. <laughs> yeah. Just, just to give you Pirates of the Caribbean vibes, doesn't it? We've got Barbosa yeah. going down the wings in his ship, so... <laughs> yeah, rowing. <laughs> right, centre midfield. I mean, I, th- I, think, I think at this point, we're virtually, it's virtually picking itself, but surprise me. Right, I'm going to surprise you, because in the centre is going to be Danny Ward. No. That's silly. It's obviously it's gonna be it's gonna be KDH. It's gonna right, be KDH okay. in the centre of this one. So you're having him in the centre? Yes. Yes. Right. Um and actually, it has got a lot of our youngsters on this list here. Fair dues to it. Um Yeah, this okay. app obviously knows how well developing Leicester are with their youngsters. I'd hate to do it as a Chelsea play because they'd probably have an error code at the bottom after they get through their You've flown in. Yes. Um, That's okay, Mike. You carry on, mate. You sort your video out. Do not worry at all. Your channel has to come first for you. Uh, Centre midfield, Vestergaard, says Scott. Yeah, go go wobble your head, Scott. You know I'm joking. You know I'm joking. Right, so on the left of Dewsbury Hall. Uh, I'd go with... Oh, let's see. This is this is a tough one for what side they are because I know what side he'd prefer him to play, but I'm more conscious of which side he prefers to play. Yuri Tillemans. Yeah. So I'm going to put I'm going to put Madison on the left because I think that just allows him to cut in a bit more and be a bit more of a driving force on, yeah. on the left. Um, I think he's a bit more ambidextrous. I know that's not the right terminology before someone corrects me for for being good with both feet but i feel he's a bit uh, i feel he's a bit more i know I, what you mean yes yeah, i, do, I get what you mean both, so he can come in better from the left yeah and does uh, that so mean I, that you're going to put tillemans on the right yeah yeah i am just just on that basis that he always seems to put yori on the right um does, yeah. playing. so yeah. and i'd like to see both of them be able to attack there and have have kdh as that kind of drifting middleman and allow them to kind of swap between them and get into their preferred 10 and 8 roles that they can play. Yes. Do that. Yeah. You can do that a bit more if you're either side spread. I mean, I I am a little bit surprised. Um, Mike Green says, Men, where's Morgan striker? I tell you what, we had a central defender, Steve Walsh, who was one of our best strikers back in the day. Um, well, I'll and if you if you didn't agree with him, I'll let you go and tell him. Uh, but yeah, asking ask why how that goes for him. It didn't go well for him in that three all draw, did it? It didn't. No, no. Jack, good evening, sir. Hi, I'm well. How the devil are you? And Hayden, good evening. Welcome along as well. Uh, I mean, I would have I would have probably gone with Scott here, not with his Vestergaard choice, but with his left centre midfield of KDH. But 
I'm thinking, looking at that, that I would expect, maybe I'm I'm wrong here, so you can tell me your thoughts on it, but those three midfielders there, Madison, Dewsbury Hall and Tielemans, should be able to interchange. Yeah, you think that. And we've seen throughout the years that Brendan likes his players to be versatile. And again, you'll probably find that depending on what, what what stage it is, whether it's on the attack or it's on the defence, because there's transition and progression in football, you'll probably find that they interchange. So you might find that on the defence, KDH will push out to the left, allow Madison to track back and get into that gap. So if he gets the ball, he he's already got him as an outlet. They kind of, the three of them, like you said, Chris, will kind of overlap and underlap each other, depending on where we are on the pitch and, and, and who's got control of the ball. To kind yes. of build an attack, so this, this is more your guidelines to where you're going to start, and more where you're going to be when when you're in front of goal, sort of thing. I, I am all I am all for that, and I, I love a player that can play in two positions. James Justin, uh, Timothy Castagna, uh, you know, it, it's you know, it's just, I think just swapping them in the middle of the game just it just makes the you know the other team have to think a little bit, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it like, well, what's he doing over there? I was marking him. Do I go over to carry on? Um, Hayden, well, let's see what um, Brad says. Right wing Perez. I mean, you know, in the last couple of European games, he's, he's not done bad, has he? <laughs> I can't argue on that. Well, that, the last European game and the, the, the match before Spurs in the Premier League. Does he make your team? Sadly, no. And I say sadly because he does make a good case for it. But I just, I don't, actually does he? I don't know. I don't know because because it's a three across the front and you've not got someone there. Um, no, he doesn't. No, no, he, doesn't. no he, doesn't. he doesn't. I've got to be honest with you and please nobody clip this and send it to me. Clip it, clip it, everybody, clip it. <laughs> but I actually... Could see an art like you've just said. Then I could see an argument for putting Perez in. Um, yeah, I, mean, I could because I could, I've got my left sided and my striker figured out, and then I realised on the right side there's two options I could put. You could put out there, but would they be as effective? And would they maybe again saying with the change and rotation of the midfield? Would you be expecting who I put at right wing to maybe drop deep and play that more false nine? sort of roll from that side and have the left winger become like an inverted striker if you will, an inverted yeah, winger yeah. if you will um, or do you potentially shove my left winger choice out there and, and, and play him on his weaker side, knowing that he can do it but he's not as good there and it's a bit of a, it's actually a hard spot to pin down isn't it because we've seen yeah. Luton out there, we've seen Perez out there, we've even seen Madison out there for the love of Christ, I know he's Mr. Reliable, but in a game where we need tempo and we don't need somebody holding the pace of our attacks, do not start the game with Albrighton. For the love no, of Christ, I have a feeling he might do, but um, yeah. Uh... No, no, my point is you've got to use these players like, and I'll give a comparison, you've got to use him like Liverpool used James Milner, very sparingly yeah. and smartly. Yeah. Because he's yeah. so reliable at showing something up, being a bit smarter on the ball. He's not afraid to put his foot through it. He can whip in a killer ball. But as we've talked about right now, unless we're going to put on Vestergaard in the 85th minute and throw bodies forward, trying to get a, an equaliser to take it to extra time, we don't need Mark <laughs> or Brighton putting in crosses to five foot nobodies, I'm afraid. 
as good as his comfortability is, we don't need that, and we should be able to deliver up front. So, with not having Albrighton on the right, with not maybe risking the likes of putting Dakar and Iniacta out of position. Can you imagine you know the front what? three of Dakar, Inacho and Vardy? Bloody hell. <laughs> no, no. You see, no, what I meant was is you'd have one of them coming on for Vardy after about 70, 75 minutes if you can, wouldn't you? You'd, you'd see Brendan would normally change it to yeah. have a different start. Do you really potentially waste 70 minutes of Dakar being on the field by having him playing as a right winger when that's not what he's no, good at? No, you and don't. Be, um, for me, but I, I think, you know, for me... Um, Ahmed Musa. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. I I was so looking forward to seeing him, and he was being played out of position. He was not a, a winger; he was a striker. You know, he scored two goals against Barcelona in yeah. in, in in that Champions League thingy that the American was doing, and yeah, and that more people were going mad about the guy. Uh, I can't even remember his name here. That scored two against Peterborough on his debut, and oh, Vicente uh, Diamante, Diamante, yeah, and then he disappeared up his own backside. So you know, and, and I remember, I remember Gary Lineker complaining because you know the great Johan Cruyff when Cruyff when he was managing Barcelona played Lineker out on the wing. <laughs> it's this what you know, but I think Musa was was a missed opportunity. I mean. Yeah. Going on that left there, um, Jack, Jack, Jack says he can agree keep Mark on the bench for game control. And if he comes on, he's still got those bursts of speed. And, you know, like, and I think this is how Vardy's going to end up as this kind of super sub to come on yeah. and run at defenders when they're tired. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, Ant, 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 the Barty had a cool dance. Do you know what, Ant? The second word is off. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking, guys. Go check out Ant's Leicester fan channel. Uh, I believe he did one of these the other the other night. He beat me by one night. Uh, yeah, let us know how let us know how close this is to, to what you came up with, Ant. Um, uh, I think I don't know if maybe I've been talked into it again, but I'm trying to think of the best way. I'm trying to do the impossible thing ever, right? And that's get inside Brendan's mind and how he thinks when he puts the team out there sometimes. Because I'm just wondering, mm. if he thinks, if I start Perez and it doesn't work out, I can put Ian Axel on there and Dak on there and shift it to a sort of front. And does he want to potentially play Barnes and Lutman and then not have his like-for-like stuff that he likes to put on in, in, in regards to that? Um, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to say it. I reckon on the right side, for instance, you start with there, he's going to start the game. I can't believe I'm saying this, but he's going to start it with Iosi Perez. Yeah. I've got to be honest with you, mate. I would totally agree with you. I really would. Um, yeah. I think, I think Brendan just likes the option to start the more versatile backup option on the bench. And if he's got that, I think, he's, I think he's better. I think he's better in um, in in the European games, and I'll tell you something else as well. He's obviously Spanish. That's not making a uh, <laughs> anything breaking news, but we know that the Italians are going to be throwing themselves down on the floor at every opportunity. Mm. You know, I hope Brendan can say to his players, "Look, 
you know, just keep control and don't go mad. And so I think Perez has got that more sort of experienced head. And for me, and I don't know who you're going to go for on the other side, but I'm sorry for me, Barnes doesn't get picked for this one because I just don't think he's hitting brilliant form at the moment. Last few no, games. no, he's not. And again, he, he came on and flattered, flattered to deceive again. For me, still, he, he's one of them players that Brendan needs to figure out how to keep his mentality. And again, maybe that's that you lay the blame at Brendan a little bit because the one thing I think all of us Leicester fans have managed to agree on, surprise, surprise, we have managed to agree on it at some point this season, is we are predictable on where we attack. You know, you watch against Spurs, as soon as Perez wasn't on the pitch and it was all Brighton, we stopped yeah. attacking them on that right side. And I think that very much indicates the sides uh, where Leicester are going to try. When Leicester have got pace down both sides, they, they switch it a bit more. It is still predominantly yeah. the left, but you do see a lot more attacks down the right. And that's why I'm edging towards Perez, because then if it's not working out, he can chuck Lutman on, he can drag Barton Perez off, and he can put Barnes yeah. on. So you're not losing it. You know what I mean? You just switch yeah, someone over. And no, you can totally, do that. totally. And for that yeah. reason, I'm agreeing with you with Barnes' form at the moment. He needs to figure out something with Barnes and change his game up a little bit, hopefully get a chance to work on that through the off-season. But for how impressed I've been with him as well, Adam O'Neill-Luckman starts for me on the left-hand side. Yeah, uh, and, and he's yeah. more... It is... It, 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 let me put my teeth in and try that again. He is that is his favorite side, you know, so we know that. Yeah. Uh Del Boy, how is my favorite Irish Arsenal fan? I think you're my only Irish Arsenal fan that I know. So welcome along, Del. Nice to nice to see you pop in. Jack, I think we answered we just answered this fully enough. Maybe a curveball and throw Dakar on the right. Not for us, not for us. I, I see where you're coming from, but I mean I still. Uh, Jack says, I, maybe not for us. Maybe logic says not to play a striker at right winger, but you never know with Brendan. You could see a line up yeah. where, where, where everybody's playing the actual front and body on the left, knowing no. Brendan. No. I mean, why, why, did, why did Musa not perform well for us? Because he wasn't being picked where he should be being picked, you know. Uh, and said he ended up with a 4 2 3 1. Uh, Castagna, Evans, Fafana and Ricardo. We almost agreed on that. Uh, KDH, Yuri, Madison, uh, yeah, Luckman, Barnes and Vardy. So, yeah, we, 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 apart, from, we, 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 apart from two there, I think we're pretty much sort of agreeing. Uh, Del, <laughs> boy Gunner. <laughs> How's the Guinness going down, mate? How's the Guinness going down? Uh, Andrew says, please just don't play Nacho. Um, did I hear Brad say <laughs> Pave and Paris in the same? Pave? Did you say Pave and I Paris in the know. same sentence? Uh, I says, yes, agree with Barnes on the bench. I think like the last game when he comes on, he brought the pace that we didn't have. Uh, so Barnes the super sub for me. I mean, let's let <laughs> Del Boy. Oh God, Del, you can tell you can tell you the Irishman coming in here to cause a bit of trouble, Perez all day long. Uh, you can have him if you want him. I know you're after Madison, but if you want Perez, you you're welcome yeah. to him. They, they, you... had, they, they, they had a Spanish Perez, didn't they? I can't remember yeah. his name, but he was really crap for them. Yes, <laughs> I mean. He, you know, he said there's when he said no, please God, not. I think it was uh, 
Uh, Andrew said, please just don't play Nacho. Um, Anthony's going 2 1 to Leicester. Um, one, I, 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 we all know where you, you're going with this one. Yeah, uh, I'm going for Jamie Vardy, but only just. Actually, it's not. It wasn't as obvious a choice as it might have sounded, because put him in the goal, I, there is a there is a little bit of cautious thinking that I was thinking maybe to try and draw them out, he might go and start with Inacio, but I just don't know if he can resist the temptation to not give Vardy that start, and I don't get. Andrew, I'd love to hear your reason why you don't, why you're not clearly not a fan of Ian Atchel or don't want him playing in this game. Uh, please let me know in the comments. I'd be very intrigued to hear your point of view on it. But yeah. there is a case for Corbyn because he's a deep lane forward and he would pick the ball up 10, 15 yards outside the Roma area and, and, and then have the midfield and the wingers either side of him. That yeah. would drag Roma out of their comfort zone. But, I would not be surprised to see Ian Atcho here, but I think the law of the man, the myth, the legend, Jamie Vardy, starting in a European semi-final fully fit, is too much of an opportunity to pass up. Wrong or right, that is how it'd probably be going for yeah. tomorrow. And, and yeah, I just I, I can see Ian Atcho playing against Roma. I just mm. I definitely see it being a sub appearance, but it wasn't as clear cut. To say he'd start with Fardy's point of view. No, and I agree with you. I because I was kind of obviously in my own head thinking uh which way we're gonna go. Um and I mean I, as you know, as David says here, I mean he, he would like Natural and Vardy. I'd love to up front, but we you just know it. that's not Brendan's way, stop, you know. Stop but, it, Brendan. We yeah. you, you foul and abusive language to consider that you can play a system with two up strong, but two up front <laughs> is very offensive to Brendan's ears. We won't have yeah. this, Chris. We don't uh, tolerate it from our commenters, do we? People writing the comments, no, don't no, tolerate no, no. back. Don't I, send I, I, stand I stand chastised. I'll tell He's clearly, like everybody else, obviously, is subscribed to this channel. Because he watches these tactic boards and, and listens to us and steals our ideas, and we don't see a penny of it, Brendan. Same, no, mate. no, we don't, we don't. But no, I mean, yeah. If he doesn't play Vardy from the start, and we find ourselves one, or God help us, two nil down, he's going to get. I mean, the poor guy, he he he, he loses whichever way he goes because there'll be a certain proportion saying, "Oh, he shouldn't have done that," and you know, but. As Ant said, there you've got to start with your strongest eleven and get that. Get hopefully get the lead, and then we can make changes if need be. Um, I would argue I, though that you've got to play your smartest eleven for this occasion. And what I mean by smartest eleven is: is Vardy better than Ian Atchell as a striker? Yeah, of course he is. Hands down, it's easy, isn't it, to suggest that? And it'd it, it, be right to suggest it. But is it smarter? to play a striker who sits more naturally in a deeper role to drag Roma out of their counter-attack, to force them out of their comfort zone, to frustrate them for that 40, 60, 70 minutes that you do it for without conceding. I meant 45 minutes, not 40. I don't know why I said 40. I think it's just going in normal order. 
But whether you do it for that first half or the first hour or the you know the first three quarters of the game and then unleash Vardy on it, would that not be suggested as a smarter way to approach the game? That's what people forget. There, there is also a reasoning behind certain tactical and, and personnel tweaks. It's not a case of not putting out our strongest eleven because yeah. you can't even begin to compare Vardy and Nacho in terms of stats, figures and everything. But maybe a smarter option is why we may see Ian actually start. It probably won't be, but I'm just I'm just making people aware there is a very big difference between putting out your strongest eleven and your smartest eleven for the occasion. And this occasion yeah. may require that. Again, sure it might not happen. I'm sure it will be Vardy, but mm. don't see it as him not starting his strongest eleven yeah. in say a Vardy place. That, that or, is what is worrying me. Um, I don't know if you saw what I did there with moving the players round. But the worry for me is that we have that position again where we don't, we know if we're that far back, we're not getting the balls through to Vardy. Yeah, and again, just see if you kind of move Vardy back, back, back there. No, forward just a little bit, just no, no, not that far back this way. Oh, Did you ever watch the golden shot? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? For in between that. No, you you about, would want it to be like that, wouldn't you, really? No, no just no. about that. Where you had the arrow moving forward that way, the other way, the other way the, up the pitch, he's a striker, not midfielder. There, there, okay, that's yeah. where Ian Atcher would sit. Yeah, it would sit just at the front on that edge of the box, and then you'd have also remember KDH and that behind him, it would be facing him as he receives the ball, but as he pivots and turns, he would have the options of a inverted. Lutman and Perez yeah. cutting inside to play it to, and that's it. See, see what I mean? Whereas, like you said, Bavardi, the gap between them is is a bit. Oh bit yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I don't think I didn't want that. <laughs> I wanted it to be like this, but like yeah, I yeah, say, exactly. they we know that if Vardy's not going to get the service, he's going to be stuck up here on his own. Oh, of course, of course, and not yeah, getting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I like that team, even with even with Perez in. I agree with you. I would I would pick Perez. The, the only th one thing I would I would differ there for me personally is I would have I would have it that way round, and the reason for that is that I think James Madison plays at his best when he is allowed to basically, you know, run where he wants. You know, so I would put him yeah. for me starting in that middle one, but obviously if he goes over there. Then Dewsbury Hall has to come in like that, yeah. or you know, if he goes over there, then Tillemans will follow. Which I, obviously, you know, teaching them to suck eggs there, well, not them because obviously they can't see it. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I I would yeah. just prefer to see Madison in that central role, and he can go either side. I just feel yeah. that if he's out there, he's a he's a bit he's a bit isolated on that wing, and uh, and you know we we have seen it. Um, I mean, it's not so much with James Justin, but with Luke Thomas, he links up so well with Jewsbury Hall down that side. And I think Justin Jewsbury Hall Luckman could could well do that. I just yeah. hope we see something down this right hand side because I'm fed up with seeing ninety percent of our our attacking force going down this left hand side. I mean, ninety percent—that's being generous. I'd say it's about ninety-eight percent. Some games, <laughs> in fact, in, in, in some games, if you told me, you know. 
if you showed me the whole entirety of every single Leicester attack, I'd think you'd show me highlights of just one side. I'd be asking you, right, Chris, what about on the right side? And you'd have to tell me and, and show me. No, the heat gap would be all over side. here, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> There'd be no grass left on this side. Um, yeah, your, heat map, your heat map would be burnt out. Mike, I can't do penalties. Come on, mate. I've got a dicky heart. You wouldn't be doing that to me, surely. Um, right, let's just get some comments here. Um, Del Boy is going 2 1 Leicester Perez to score the winner. If he does that, I will have I will have Perez's babies. Perez scores the winner. I demand an open top box to celebrate <laughs> Perez and all his glory. Yeah. Maybe we'll change it as Marino knows him well. Maybe we'll just drop a little something into the wine before he gives him a bottle this time. Um, Serious question here. Why would he not start Vardy? I I would agree. And, I, and you know, I think we, we are coming towards Vardy's twilight years now. Um, yeah. Not as much as he hasn't got it, the speed, etc. anymore, but it's you can tell how long he takes to recover from an injury. You know, it's taking yeah. longer and longer for him to come back. But, uh, yeah, uh, he's, he's got to start with Vardy. Yeah. I mean, it's like I say, 99% of me thinks it's going to be Vardy, but that's 1% has come to a way and concluded a way that he wouldn't start him and he'd spring him on them after dragging around the pitch. Very yeah. right. I, I, I could only just come up with a way, but I managed to come up with a way in case fans see Ian actually on the 11 and, and start flipping the tables like Andrew might do. Andrew might start smashing mugs and turn the telly off if he actually starts. <laughs> By the way, he obviously feels about him. But again, hey, that's your own opinion. All to fair play yeah. to you. If you don't want to see him start, that's going to go. Can I just say one thing? Balance it out. Can you say one thing why I love Ian Acho? Because he got the goal against Spurs in injury time. Yeah. To Spurs. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. David James says it here, sums it up totally, 100% agree with you, David. Uh, like on Sunday, rested players have got slated by the post-2016 fan. Damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. He exactly. certainly is. He certainly is. Uh, because Brendan enjoys social experiments with Leicester fans' emotions. He really does. He really does. Have he does, Anne. That is so true. Um we need players on the pitch that keep the ball and well and look after the ball. Um, Del Boy is laughing at Ant. Uh, for me, three centre halves, two wing backs, three centre midfields, and two up top. Uh, Hayden, I'm just uploading my video I did earlier. Nice one, mate. Nice one. Welcome back. Uh, David James, Little Wes, and Wilf Man Marking. David, 2 1 Leicester. Um, Scott says here, can you remember last? Last lesson, but I think he did say last season. But he's still at school, Scott. <laughs> That's a bit worrying. When we had the likes of Castagna and Ricky P on the right, we've both been able to defend and overlap down the right-hand side. We did. We did have yeah, um, uh, uh, Ricardo Moore as a, as, as a right-winger. Uh, Del Boy, uh, I have to head, guys. Great show, Chris and Brad. I'm cheering. Thanks very much, Del. It means a lot. It does mean a lot. Thank you Say very, very much. Say hello yeah. to Rodney. <laughs> Indeed, have a pint of Guinness for me. That's not stereotyping, is it? Yeah, it is really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Man City three and up against Birmingham win women virtually guaranteeing us Premier League next. I think season. that I yeah. think that actually does guarantee it because there's only one game left after they play them. I think that is 
Birmingham's 20th game and Man City and I think it was Aston Villa has already had that and they'd have to have won both them games. So if that's the result, and what and I will mention it on, on my podcast, Cheeky Plug there, but well done to our woman's manager who we have in, who I have to write her name now because I keep calling her Linda and it's not that's not her name. What is her name? <laughs> it, oh, no, it is Linda, isn't it? Linda Bedford who took, took over. So yeah. congrats, well done to her and the women. If that is the result, I'm I'm 99% sure that Obviously, it's not over yet, but it's 3-0. No. That will, considering they didn't get a single point in their first eight games, that will guarantee at the first attempt, Leicester will, Leicester yeah. ladies will be yeah. staying in the Women's Super League. So, Indeed. well done to the female ladies. And if you are interested in ladies' soccer, if you go on to uh, Lesser Till I Die TV on the shameless plug coming here on YouTube, um, go down to the In Conversation With section. Uh, you can see I did do an interview with the previous manager, uh, and it is amazing how involved him and his family were in, in the club. So it's well worth, well worth uh, checking out. Um, let's just make a couple of comments. Lydia, go, uh, what Lydia Bedford? Sorry, that's the reason I wrote down because I'm calling her Linda, and it, it, it's not her first name. It's Lydia. Sorry. Lydia. Well, congratulations to the Foxettes and uh, yeah. and Lydia for pulling off the great escape. Uh, Brendan well. Rogers says the level of of teams Leicester have played in the Europa Conference League shows it is a prestigious competition, as he prefers for a semi final second leg. Uh, when Leicester exited the Europa League in December, Brendan admitted he did, not, he did not know what the tournament was, but now he's hoping to pick up the first European trophy for the Foxes. Uh, there was disappointment when we came out of the Europa League, but when you saw the level of teams, you knew it was the prestigious competition, which goes back to what we were saying right at the start, wasn't it? Um, it had been a special period in Leicester's history, Premier League too, yeah. It, it'd be great to win. We've won everything in, in, in England. There's nothing left for us to win, is there? But yeah, um, you know, true. but uh, I tell you what, I tell you what, um, I'm going to ask you this question. I'm, <laughs> I'm having chips and pizza. There's nothing wrong with a few chips and pizza. I had that the other day, and I had that the other day. Um, right, so Brad, oh, here we go. <laughs> that's a good team i think we've come up with a good team there but let let me ask let me ask you this if lydia bedford was as he's just said there david said it's the great escape number two should lydia if we ever sat brendan be invited to take over the men's team well that's an interesting question you i thought you'd forward. find it interesting yes because she is, she is actually currently as well the head coach of the England's youth women's side, and we've seen how successful the women's side is in terms of big results going far in tournaments. Yes. Um, like any manager, I would feel that she. I don't. I. I would have to research more to see what she's done on the level. Whether she's just internationally experienced, and maybe this is her first step into top league management. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, it's one of them. And again, we will be debating that. Well, this is what I was going to say, because if anybody is interested, get over on Thursday to the YouTube channel and the podcast on Spotify, A Matter of Opinion, which is run by a certain Brad. And this week's topic is, should women 
managers be allowed to manage the men's team? And I thought you were going to pick up on that straight away, and you didn't. <laughs> I give you a shameless plug, and it goes over your head, mate. I know. I, I went into question mode and not into host mode. But yeah, if you want to maybe find out what my answer to that question will be, as Carissa said, my my uh, Twitter handle is right there. It's at Full Time Focus. And if you click on the little bit of YouTube link that's in there, it will take you to the channel. We are recording it. Myself, Chris, and some of the prestigious panel guest members will be joining us. And we will be discussing the topic. Do I, do I think that women should be considered for men's job? I think with the right experience and enough No, 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 don't be saying, let people tune into your podcast to find out. Well, very true, yeah, very And, and true. the thing is, it being on the podcast is that any women are listening, they can be listening while they're doing the washing up or the ironing. Oh, joking God, again, joking again. <laughs> okay, come on, <laughs> joking again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember, guys, you can hear Chris for the first and second and last time on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a matter of opinion. But no. <laughs> it's a matter of opinion. <laughs> but that isn't, my, that isn't my opinion. So listen to the podcast and find out. I jest. Of course, I jest. And the link to both Brad's face, uh, Facebook, both Brad's Twitter handle and his Link to his YouTube um, page as well is in the description below on um, the uh, YouTube page. Brad, thank you so thank much, you. mate. I'm going to see you in an hour's time and we'll be talking, should women be able to manage the men's team? Yes, we will do. And and, and again, thank you very much for, for broadcasting that for me, mate. And I always appreciate you coming on these shows and doing them with you. So yeah, um, I appreciate you coming on, mate. I appreciate yeah. you coming on. Hopefully, but, uh, later on tonight, when we're recording it, we'll have a good laugh, I'm sure. And hopefully, tomorrow, I'll be able to put that up and enjoy that alongside watching Leicester make their first European final, mate. That would be nice, wouldn't it? That would be nice. Um, it'd be interesting to see what Chloe has to say on the subject. Oh, yes, I'm sure she'll be a vigilant defender of uh, making the point. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, mate. Mate, thanks very much. Take care, and uh, I'll see you in less than an hour now. And uh, we'll have a good chat on there. Thanks very much, Brad. Take care, buddy. Take care. Cheers, mate. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks to Brad for coming on and picking. um... Oh, we didn't get a letter off his mum because he was late. Never mind. Never mind. (laughs) He did. (laughs) We're just so busy as Leicester boys. Hey. For watching, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. If you are watching on YouTube, please, would you do something for me? No, it's not what you're thinking. Could you please just do this for me? No, you won't want to do that because that is the wrong one. Oh, I've moved everything around. Here we go. If you can, like and subscribe and share as well, it would be more than... Oh, I'd be more than grateful. Uh, So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. If you're listening to us on your favourite podcast platform, whatever that may be, the big five you can see up there, well, the big four you can see up there, and Podcast Addict along with Spotify, Google, 
iTunes and Amazon. Smart speaker, just ask it to play the podcast Lester Till I Die and it will find it for you. Oh, nervous yet? Tense, nervous headache? That's what you get when you support Lester. <laughs> I cannot believe we are 90 minutes away from a final. Ooh, little old Lester, eh? Mike, thanks very much, mate. Thanks very much. Uh, have a check of your messages. I'd love to have a chat with you and try and sort that out if we can. Uh, Scott, thanks, guys. Take care and all the best. Brilliant, mate. And thanks for your sentiments there as well. Like I say, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm off to talk um, women managers. And I was joking before. You don't believe me now, do you? <laughs> Thanks very much to everybody that was watching, everybody that was listening, and everybody who joined in the chat. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Take care. Stay safe, guys. And I'll see you tomorrow for the watch-along for the Roma game. Ooh. Yes, I might have to go and get the old commode out for that. Good night. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye, and see you next time. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.